Alright, what up family? It's your boy Vince W. Matthews and welcome to episode 2 of Direct Dialogue. This is going to be a great episode and if you haven't watched the first episode, go ahead and watch that. Um, I'm, I'm lagging behind. I haven't post part 2 of that, but I will be doing that. And I have my good friend Albert. Man, this is going to be a great topic. So, man, let's just dive let's get right it. into let's get it. it. You know, before we uh, got on camera, we were just talking about briefly the, this big transition that has happened yep. in your life. And we're not even mic'd up. Well, oh. Let's just go ahead and, let's get it. And, and do that so we can you know, just kind of clip in. Is that it? Now, good? we're good. We're good now. So, now y'all can hear us a whole lot better. <laughs> but, man, yeah, we're talking about the transition that has happened in your life and to see that just from afar is amazing and exciting at the same time. But I, man, I can't just, I can just imagine what it is actually being in the thick of it. It's been crazy. So, crazy. but before we jump into that, let's go back, man, to see how you got into this whole thing, Christianity and, and, and your walk and your faith yeah. and how that all started. And just tell people who you are and, 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 you know, your story. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, you know, I was raised in a Christian home. My father's a pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom, all of her family are pastors. My grandfather's a pastor. My uncle's a pastor. Um, my dad's from Bogota, Colombia. Okay. And so he moved to Dallas when he was 20 for Bible college. Okay. Where he met my mom. Wow. And so then, you know, took off from there. They got married. I'm the youngest of four. Uh, so from the whole time I was younger, I was my dad. I was the baby preacher. Okay. The baby preacher. My dad took me <laughs> Sunday afternoons. He's doing the hospital visits, the mm -hmm. you know all those things, and I went with him. I carried my little New Testament. Wow. The one you steal from the hotel yeah, room. Yeah, 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 yeah. New Testament, Psalm and Proverbs, and I carried that in my back pocket. And so I was his, I was his little preacher boy. Wow. And, uh, man, it kept going. Um, yeah, kind of. But I never really wanted ministry. Uh, you know, I enjoy. I was always part of church, always serving okay. those kind of things. Uh, but honestly, I was like, I gotta make some money. You know what I mean? I'm right, like, right. I'm gonna make right, some money. Right. Uh, so my whole life, I, I was planning on being a veterinarian. Wow. Life, I was gonna be a vet. That was the that was the game plan. Um, went through high school. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Good in uh, classes, academics, and stuff. So coming out of uh, high school, I had about uh, five full ride scholarship opportunities. Wow. And so um, the top one I was going to take, it was Arizona State, full scholarship and study to pay to um, go to school in Europe for a little bit, study abroad. I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, that's Man, what I'm going to do. Well, right? That's crazy. Well, then LSU comes and LSU's like, we got you full ride. And I'm like, well, I'm going to LSU. I'm going to Death Valley. Right, I'm right, going to be a Tiger. Right, I'm right, in right, their right. vet school. And so I figured just being a part of the university, that would help mm -hmm. with uh, vet school later. Well, so I pass up my uh, deadlines for all the other scholarships. LSU gets back to me and they're like, oh, sorry. We overoffered. You're a finalist, but you're only guaranteed six thousand dollars for all four years. Hold up, man. <laughs> Hold up. Like, what? What did you do that? Like, dude, I was so mad. I was so mad. I had it all planned. This is what I'm gonna do. So I applied to Lamar University uh -huh. three days before deadline. Got accepted one day before deadline, and I was at registration that that Saturday <sighs> with no scholarship, just paying to go. Just oh, so I could get in school. That is that's crazy because, man, it, it it's amazing. You like you make these decisions and you know. Oh, I had it all laid out. Yeah, just I had it all laid out. This is what I'm gonna do. This is yep. my four year plan. I'm gonna work this out, and then I'm, I got. I'm gonna give this to you. You gonna bless it? All right, cool, yep. cool, cool. And then boom. Mm -hmm. So like, what was what was going through your oh, mind? Oh, I was so upset. I was, I was probably as close as I can ever remember being. What you would call depression, just like. 
in a fog, yeah. just like, I'm here to be here. I'm paying to go to this school, which if you grow up in this area, it's, right. it's Lamar University. Right, you know, right, right, right. It has that right. stigma on it, even though it's honestly, it's a great college. It's a great college, yeah. But so since I was going there, you know, they're one of the top engineering schools in the yep. country. So I was yep. like, well, if I'm going to go to Lamar, I'm going to be an engineer. Right. So I hop in the engineering program. And I also, because I'm going to make money. You uh, an engineer right, in this right, area, right. that's what you do. You make money. And um, I was about a year and a half into uh, my freshman year, and I was miserable. I was miserable. I had a 4.0. The only person in my class with a 4.0 in the electrical engineering program. Killing, man. But I was miserable. miserable. Absolutely miserable. I, um, I went to my advisor and was like, I need to change my major. And she's like, what? Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Quit what are you doing? Quit playing. You're right. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's what I got to do. And she's like, okay, well, you can always come back. You can always do this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. So then I went to political science. You know, I'm, I'm going to go be a lawyer. I'm going to go right, make money. Right, I'm going right, right. to put the suit on. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna do yeah, my yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, I can see that. Right? So I can I'm see go, that. Because <laughs> even, you know, even if you're going to do ministry, you know, that, that aspect of I want to talk and get paid exactly. to do it. You know what I mean? That was right, it. Right, right. So I went through political science, and when it was time to do law school, I was like, I don't want to do law school. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. So in my last years, I ended up minoring in economics plan was to be a financial advisor. Mm. Well, throughout all this, I started working at Triumph Church in the accounting department just because I wanted accounting for a nonprofit on my resume. Wow. That okay. was it. Okay, so let's 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 parallel park right yeah, there. Yeah, let's sit on that. So how did this whole thing you grew up in Triumph or how did that how did that So I was in and out of Triumph. I grew up in church. So yeah, okay. we, we actually because we probably have to backtrack even more. Okay, so my dad was a pastor growing up uh, of this little church, uh near the first Christian church. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a great church where we grew up, you know, not a huge church, but you know, right. my mom was on the piano, hymn number sixty four, like that's <laughs> kinda how we went. Yeah, like making requests, doing that thing. <laughs> and um, you know, he preached every sermon. He he did all the visits, he took care of everybody. But the uh, the man who was over that church pretty much refused and, and officially name him the pastor of that church wow. because he was Hispanic. Hold <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting we're now we're going somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm thinking like because maybe he wasn't official or something. No, no, we're gonna put it on paper. Yeah, it was, no, it just it was what it was. Wow. And so at at some point, my dad was just like, I can't do this, and you know, like I can't keep sticking this out. And so Dang. from there, then we just but so we're in kind of a gap of churches, uh-huh. and he was like. When you guys see everything, so we just started like seeing churches and mm-hmm. everything, what it was, and then um, we started getting plugged into this Assembly of God church where I was really first introduced to really, you know, the Holy Spirit and, uh-huh. and uh-huh. things like that. I remember if she watches this, she knows I tell the story every time we were in. It was the first time I ever heard a bunch of people speaking in tongues. Right, right. But my sister is looking around. She goes, "Man, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people here. Like, this come is, on, come this on. is really cool. like we knew we hadn't been exposed to it. That wasn't, you know, our life. Man, they." Man, yeah, they're, they're, they're affluent, man. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, so, you know, we're in and around a few churches. After a few years, we kind of settled. Uh, I was at Church on the Rock. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, Triumph, you know, they always had, you know, these big Sunday night services and yes. the big speakers and, right. you know, big worship. And my dad always loved it. So anytime they had a special service, we'd go uh-huh. to Triumph. And okay. then uh, anytime they had these night services, we'd go to Triumph. Huh. And so we were in and out of Triumph, but pretty much Church on the Rock was my home church. And, now, you know, I got to a point of transition in my life and my sister was going to Triumph regularly. And she was like, hey, come on over here. Like, I was kind of frustrated with uh, where I was in ministry. And really it was because I was fighting my own call. Mm. But I didn't mind blaming that on the church. So, right. Right, it's, it's just church's church. fault. They're homie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so I ended up going over to Triumph, um, and then got immediately started getting plugged in. Started, you know, wow. playing on the worship team, and uh, and got involved in the the young adults group. And then one of the young adults worked in the accounting. The uh-huh. she worked in the accounting department. They had an opening, and and that's what I, you know, mine was in economics. Ended up 
thought that looked good on the resume. Right. So I uh, told him was I was just, really good at Excel. Man, God, God was sitting that thing up, <laughs> yeah. man. So I worked for a couple years in the accounting department. And then the day, but the whole time I'm serving in the youth department, uh -huh, I'm serving all these uh -huh. different areas. The day I was supposed to go um, talk to a friend about a bank job, Pastor Damon Scaping called me in his office and offered me the youth director position. And basically, God was like, all right, here it is. <laughs> like, this is what you're supposed to do. It's right now. You decide. Like, this is, this is your moment. Now or never. Yeah. And it wasn't even a question. It wasn't even wow. a question. So, uh, so that was youth ministry for the last seven years. So with that whole thing, I'm pretty sure your your walk. Well, first of all, let's go back to the whole uh, the university LSU thing. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure that was a moment in your life and and, and point you were kind of maybe even kind of questioning God, like what what? Yeah, like what is this? I what, like what, what is going on? Yeah, uh, come on, God, like yeah, really, no, stop like, playing. like yeah. stop stop playing, like yep. or, or even uh, even maybe maybe and and I'm just asking a question. Maybe even a point is like. Like, you're not going to help me out? Right. You're just sitting up there and not going to do right. nothing. Well, what's cool is because that whole thing kind of answered itself. Because mm. as I got involved with the young adult ministry, they began a ministry at Lamar University uh, called Triumph at Lamar, where every Thursday night we held a service. So it kind of evolved. Uh, joined a bunch of other churches, got involved. It became release at Lamar. I believe today it's actually an official chapter. It's called Chi Alpha, still existing at Lamar today. Wow. But it started with just the, the Triumph Young Adult Group uh -huh. starting a meeting at, at Lamar University. Well, you know, so about a year and a half into that, I was the main worship leader for that. Wow. So I remember one night, I'm leading worship. We met in the science auditorium, you know. We had we had a, a pretty good crew of people there every Thursday night. Uh -huh. And I remember looking up and looking at, you know, this group of, you know, 100, 150 students and uh -huh. being like, this is why I'm here. Wow. You know, and it kind of settled it for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and that was probably the last time, honestly, that I've ever really, like, you know, you'll question God sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I have zero, like, like bravado about it now. Right, you know right. what it's I mean? Like, you know, you, you read in Job, he, he questions God, and then he gets smacked down for, like, 13 right, chapters. Right, exactly. Like, did yeah, you make yeah. the stars? Did you make the moon? That was yeah, my, yeah. did you have this orchestrated uh -huh, moment? Uh -huh. And I look up, I'm like, this is it. Like, the, yeah, this yeah. is why I'm here. And, uh... And so from that moment past, it was always just like, that was my purpose there. And, and even if it didn't correlate into full-time ministry, uh -huh. I just knew for that season, um, the ministry tools and the things I got to learn as a part of that ministry, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. have with me to this day. Man, that, that is crazy. Uh, and, you know, even before we get to the whole transition now, yeah. like that pathway that God was just, you know, was in the scripture says, order my steps. Yep. Oh, it was ordered. And just, <laughs> it I mean, was ordered. flashing lights. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, and, you know, I tried to pull down, you know, I don't yeah, see that guy, what sign, that. what sign? I don't you know? see that. Because, you know what, and, and the crazy thing about it, you could have been doing that and just be like, nah, yeah. I, I want to kind of stick with this lawyer, or I kind of still want to stick with this engineer, because, you know, God, you know, you do good, but... You know, sometimes, God, you don't pay well. Right. And or thought, you explain it. God, I'm going to go make all this money, and I'm going to be a tithe payer. Oh, yeah, there gonna, it is. I'm going to give it all back to you, yeah, guys. Yeah, I don't yeah. want that. I want you. Mm, mm, that's yep. that's it. And I think sometimes that's what we do. We're like, all right, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going I'm to I'm hook this up. I'm going to go get this bag. I'm going right. to make this paper. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm going to give to the poor. And here's your bill, guys. Yeah, yeah. Here here's, you your, go. here's your tip. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So so what do you, what do you, what would you say to a person that's kind of in that transition or in that place where maybe it isn't so kind of evident and they're trying to figure out, yeah. what? You know, and I'll, it's actually something a pastor told me. Uh, actually, it's his birthday today, Pastor Stephen Samuel. Uh, over, he works over at Cathedral. 
um, in Beaumont, he, they came along and they were doing this college ministry with us. And uh -huh. I remember he was preaching a message one time and he was talking about the most important thing in your, for your life is to learn how to hear the voice of God. Mm. It's like, if you need to skip class for a week, if you need to hey, tell man. your job you're not coming in, hey, man. go lock yourself in a room until so you can hear the voice of God. Yeah. And until this day, that's the most important thing because the whole the whole world has an idea who you're supposed to be. Right, you have right. an idea who you're yeah. supposed to be. Your parents have an idea who yeah. you're supposed to be. Yeah. And good intention. You know, yeah, well-intentioned yeah, people, yeah, they want yeah. the best for you, um, but the best isn't always... Right. Their best isn't his best. You know? it's, it's, it's like, good is not God. Good is the enemy of great. That is. Yeah. Ooh, say that again. Good is the enemy of great. Good is yeah. the enemy of great. I love that because good can get you locked up in mediocrity. Yeah. And God says, I have these great things right. in store for you. I don't want you to settle. No, I don't that. want you to have that. But, you know, we have to surrender what we have mm -hmm. so he can put something, something else in our hands. That's so if it. you're in a season of transition, it's Lock yourself in a room until you hear the voice of God. And you don't always get all the answers. You know right, what I mean? You don't, right, right. He doesn't give you the five-year plan. No, oh, okay, God. Right. Five years? Oh, you got it this one? Minute? No. Sure but it's that security that you know he's with you in it. And more than more often than not, that's really, that's all it is. That's all it's about. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. I got I'm you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. And, and you can move in that. And it's a it's a freeing place to be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's exciting. People who think Christianity is boring, if, you're, if you think Christianity is boring, you're doing it wrong. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, no, If you think it's all this laid out, but no. Oh, you're, you're missing out and so he doesn't answer it all right away and it's exciting it's changing it's moving mm -hmm. but just you got to hear his voice you got to hear his voice definitely i think i think now i know for me because i'm a jumper and when yeah. i say a jumper i'm like god may give i feel like an impression or i feel like god is giving me something I'm oh, gonna do, yep. that's let's it. go I'm gone. let's go though and i was like man I'm, and i'm learning and i still have my jump moments yeah and i got the scrapes and scars <laughs> to prove it, yeah. you know but i i think now that I, I you know i'd rather drag it out than the jump you know yeah. but like i don't know if this guy let, let's let's mm -hmm. kind of say let's just chill yeah. calm down vince it's just gonna be all right okay oh mm, okay all right that somebody said something about yeah. that uh, commercial you were like Come on, God. Really? Right. The like, commercial? It's Doritos, God. How are you about to preach <laughs> me like, through Doritos? How are you going to preach a Doritos? Right. And, so, and then you get those those slight confirmations, those little, what I call little nudges from God. Yeah. But like, all right, I need to do this. Yeah. But as long as you can take a nudge. Exactly. Because then you got people on the other side, like, you know, they see a homeless person, could use five bucks, and you're like, well, I need to go pray and fast about this and see if this is really <laughs> the will of God for me. That's true. I'm going to go lay before the Lord exactly. for 48 hours exactly. and see, like, like sometimes, okay, that's a nudge. Like exactly. Just move. Right. Just, you know, just, just move. Just, just move. Yeah. I think you know what? Sometimes people, <laughs> people get so caught up in the religion mm -hmm. so much yeah. that the relationship suffers and it right. gets smothered into that. Yeah. Or they misunderstand. <laughs> I have my daughters coming in. It's daddy all the time. Okay. I'm not editing this out. This is funny. Good. Someone got pinched. Y'all go back in there. <laughs> Babe, they pinching each other. Okay. Anyway. It's what it is. Hey, it's, it's what it is. We're going to get to fatherhood in just a yeah. minute. What are we talking about? I can't. Nudges. Get nudges. nudges. Get nudged. Get nudged by God. Yeah. Because I heard that, this, I heard someone say this. Uh, matter of fact, I think it was my pastor. He said, he said, I don't mind God whipping me because that means his hands are still on me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Hey, if you got the whoop me, God, I, yep. at least I know <laughs> that you're there and you still hear me and you have your hands on yep. me and you haven't just been like, of course we know that's not the case, but right. at least yeah, I know sure. yeah. that his hands are right there. His hands that's are awesome. on me. Wow. That's awesome. So man, so you get you get this job 
<laughs> man, triumphing, but in the midst. One thing I heard you say, you were serving. Because I don't think it would have been too evident if you were serving. Because some people come to church and they get, they're not connected. Right. And they just kind of fall through the case. I'm like, what happened, what happened to so-and-so? Yeah. I don't know. He was here. He was on fire. And next thing you know. But serving. Yeah. You talk to people about how, how important serving is. Right? Man, it's, well... It's so funny, you know, I actually heard a quote, uh, someone said, life's a lot like tennis. Mm -hmm. You know, if you learn how to serve, you're going to win. <laughs> say it again, say it again. Life's a lot like again. tennis. If you can learn how to serve. <laughs> okay, babe, I'm suffering in here. Say that again. Life's a lot like tennis. If you can learn how to serve, you're going to win. Wow. You're going to win. And, you know, especially in ministry, like, people always complain, like, oh, well, no one checked up on me, and no one. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, get involved. Get get in someone's face. Get yep. get around people. Work together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you know, church is not a country club. No. You know, a no. lot of people, they want to treat church like it's a country mm -hmm. club. They got their membership. They want to walk in the door, get a hot towel. They want to go to the side, get some cucumber water. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you jump in and put your hands and feet to it. Like, you're part of the body. Yeah. That is your church now. Like, yeah. you're you're a living organism that represents the house that you're committing yep. your part to. So, yeah, you got to jump in and serve. And if you don't, you're not realizing the fullness of the call of God yeah, on your life. And exactly. the potential yeah. to see what it's all about. Because had you, had you not been serving a lot of these things... Maybe wouldn't have transpired or would have took a lot longer. Oh, believe. for sure. Yeah, so I had, um, you know, and it was funny. I asked uh, one of the guys, one of the young adult pastors, uh, he was giving guitar lessons. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I want to check that out. He came and gave me one lesson. But when he came over, he noticed a drum set in my, in my mm. house. And they had just lost a drummer. So that Wednesday I was drumming. See that, man? That Sunday then I was drumming for their, you know, for about five months on their Sunday yeah, morning yeah, for yeah. the worship team. See that, man? And, and, and I'm the type of person, man, if I'm a part of something... I'm, I'm not going to just be a part. Okay, I'm a part of this organization. Yeah. No, I'm like, okay, hey, do y'all have anything in that? What, what, oh, y'all meet on Tuesday nights? Yeah. Starbucks? Okay, which one? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right. I how many people can I bring? Yeah, how, how many people can I bring? I can bring some more people? Okay. Yeah. Free food? Okay, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> but I like to get more involved, and I want to get plugged in, man. Yeah, for sure. And and to give my all, and, and God may have a setup for mm. you. He's like, I know you're going to serve, but boom. Okay, I got. I see you, son. Yeah. I see you, and I'm 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 setting something up right. for you. Because God, you know, He likes to see where your heart for is. For sure. Well, you know, the verse says, "Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength." But a lot of times, people, you know, they're waiting, sitting on their hands, waiting. When they, you think they about wait, waiting, waiting, I like to think <laughs> I like to think of waiting like a waiter. How you wait on a table. Those mm -hmm. who wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. When you wait on someone, you wait on them, hand and foot. Yep. What can I bring you? What else do you need? Do you need a refill? Exactly. When you wait on the Lord, He renews that. your strength. And the crazy thing about it is. A wait, a waiter or waitress is waiting to serve. Oh yeah, they're standing by. They're, Do you need something? How's that? You know, and that, can I jump in? That brings that 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 serving here, that yeah. serving back right back right right around. Yeah, for sure. Man, that's crazy. So you're in Triumph, you get this job. Like, what's what's that like? How is that? And um, you know, so it was it was over the summer. So I got it was a. Uh, June 13th uh, was our first, I believe, our first Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, but I had just gotten engaged. And so then we got married in August. Mm -hmm. So about six week engagement. Wow. Then we had our, you know, our three to five year plan on having kids. Well, about 
within six weeks of that, we were pregnant with our first, our first boy. How many weeks? <laughs> About six weeks. Y'all really, really loved each other. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. According to my dad, he said he should have gotten his cable sooner because apparently we were, we were a little too bored. Fruitful <laughs> and <laughs> multiply, huh? Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. That's just doing what the Bible says. Doing what the Bible says. Man, just follow the will. Follow the will. Man, so that first year of marriage, you know, she's immediately, she's pregnant. Wow. So that first year, so within that, within one year, it was got the job, got engaged, got married, graduated college, and we're expecting our first kid. Dang. So I don't even, I'm, I'm thinking, man, I don't even think you had time to even process that. No, it was all just moving, you know, God's, it's like when God's hands on it, though. Yeah. Here we go. Let's yep. go. Exactly. Now it's time to go. Exactly. Yep. Cause, and, 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 you know, that was years ago. But even now, I feel like God, you know, the God is in this. This season is just like he's fast tracking. Oh, yeah. Things oh, that yeah. would happen, take 20 years, is taking three to yep. five. And, I mean, you think about 24-hour miracles right. and different oh, yeah. things like that. For sure. And God is you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, and God's like, you pray for this. Remember the time you were like, <laughs> yeah. you were crying? Remember that? Yeah. I got you. I didn't forget about you. I remember. Yeah. I, just because we forget about our prayers, God never does. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I remember. I remember that time that he broke up with you. He cheated on you. <laughs> blah blah. This whatever. Yeah. I'm giving you double for your right. trouble. <laughs> That's you know right. That's right. He's got you. Yeah. You know, he's got you. So you got all of these transitions happening at one time. Was it? Was it a point that you came? You came to yourself like, oh my, this is kind of overwhelming. No, it was a point. It, uh, the point came to this is what you've been running from. Mm. Time to get back in. You know, wow. You know, prodigal, not quite prodigal son moment because it's not like I was out of the house of right, God, right, you know, right, right, but right. I was just out pushing his will. You know, what yeah. I, mean? I was pushing the limits of what I could call his will, right? right. I was pushing him. So then it was that moment of realization like, this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this yeah. is everything. And then he. You know, it's like you were saying, God, it just, he puts his hand of acceleration on what, mm -hmm. on what he wants to do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It all, it, you know, it just felt right. There's something about the weight of God is when it's right, it's not a burden. Mm, say that again. Yeah, you know, his weight's not a burden when it's in his will. And so I didn't feel the pressure of becoming a husband, becoming the youth pastor, mm -hmm. you know, having a kid, you know, all these things because I was in his will. So even though... You know, it might have felt more tied down than before. Mm -hmm. It was right. Mm. It was right. And so I didn't feel the pull. You know, you, you compare it to, I've had pastors compare this to um, when you're trying to keep a horse on track. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. If he's going the right direction, you don't. he doesn't have to feel the pull. Yep. But even when you're just kind of leaning off to the side, yep. you're, it's a constant strain, mm -hmm. a constant pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so when I got right in line where I was supposed to be, I actually wasn't feeling a weight. I wasn't feeling a strain. Mm. You know, I was headed in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. That just felt right. And I, and I believe even in those moments, you kind of, you know, we sometimes enemy wants to come attack. You feel the spirit of heaviness. You still know this, this, this heaviness I feel, you know what I'm saying? It's a divine heaviness yeah, of things yeah, yeah. that I know I need to do. Yeah, you know yeah. There's a, you know, there can be a pressure. Yeah. But yep. It, it's so weird how there's a freedom in the responsibility. There's a freedom in the responsibility. There's a freedom to serve. There's a freedom to carry it. There's a freedom because you know at the end of the day, God's not counting on you for success. Mm, you know, yeah. obedience is our responsibility. The yep. outcome is God's. So I'm not responsible for making it happen. Right. I'm just responsible for taking the steps. Yep, and yep. so when you're in line and you're in that mindset, when you're following the will of God, it's up to him. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're, when, you're, when you're trying to get yourself promoted, 
let's say you you're successful. Well, now you got to keep the promotion. Yeah. But when God promotes you, He sustains you. Self promotion yeah. will have you broke down somewhere yeah. because you're trying to do it in your own strength and in your own power. And this life was never meant to be done in our own no. strength. You know, because I mean, you know, just like when you're working out, just physical, you know, you're doing different things like that. And that's in your own strength. Right. But if there's a supernatural power that's inside of you and working with mm -hmm. you, even if you're tired, you're not tired. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or even if you're tired, you're not tapping out. Exactly. I'm not quitting. Well, and then what is the verse we just said? He renews your strength. Renews. So you wake strength. up the next morning, you're ready to go again. Let's you get go. through that season, I'm ready to go for the next mm -hmm. one. You know, I'm done with that project, I'm ready for the next one. Let's go. Let's go. So you're you're going, you have these transitions going on and you're in ministry. So when was that transition of like how was the transition of the youth pastor and different things? Like how did that to me, it? yes. Um, it was pretty much immediate. The youth pastor at that time, he was just uh, he had gotten another opportunity back home mm -hmm. uh, for his family, and so um, they were they were up and they were headed back out. And so we kind of stepped right in. It was it, it was a little rocky at first, you know. He was um, I love this guy, it's Pastor Drew Bradsfield, and he's just you know he's a he's a seasoned professional youth pastor. So like he had it all going seasoned on, right? Seasoned professional you know, youth. He knew pastor. how to put a youth ministry together. Wow. You know I I just knew God. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I know God. Hey, all I got is God. Well, so he had like all this cool stuff going on, and so and so a lot of things happened at the same time. So um, he had a lady who was serving every single Wednesday, mm -hmm. um, making food for all the kids. Uh -huh. Well, at the same time he transitioned out, her husband got a job and they moved. At the same time he transitioned out, his worship leader, who had put the whole youth band together, he was taking a job because he was about to transition and go up to Triumph, D.C. to help start that campus. So <laughs> I come in. God? Oh. No more free food. No more awesome band worship. So the students went from like this big life. I'm getting free food every week. I'm having this big band and all this stuff going to like, I'm like, Y'all, we're reading out of Lamentations today, and uh, <laughs> worships on my acoustic, right. and bring your own food. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean? Right. And so it was a tough season at first, um, but then it was really cool because I got to build such a discipleship route mm. in a lot of these young men who still to this day are now serving in the kingdom mm -hmm. of God, who who are still you know around and um, and actually running departments at the church today. Wow. But the whole thing was built on discipleship, and I had to learn how to do the extra right you know? right right the 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 behind the scenes kind of the the groundwork building yeah. those foundations man that's yeah. the hardest part man and i believe once you can get part past that yeah. like you know pounding the ground yeah. you know just really just grinding and, and and not only that when you do that you really like you said you build those relationships mm -hmm. that last a lifetime and see i didn't get that because to me i was like all right we're reading the bible we're following the word of god like what are you what are you kids doing like uh -huh. let's do this right like i didn't get it you know it's funny you know the same uh pastor Stephen that i had mentioned earlier he had given me this book when i stepped in that role uh -huh. and it was called moses the greatest youth pastor ever it had a cartoon picture of Moses riding a skateboard on it. Wow. So he gives me this book, and I throw it to the side of my desk. You know what right, I love right. reading that book? I appreciate it. Right. I remember I was about six months in, and I was just having a hard time because I was like, why is this youth ministry not growing? Why are we not yeah, seeing it? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm doing the right things, this and that. And uh, I picked up that book. I read the whole thing in about like an hour, and it just talked all about building the trust with these students mm. and building trust with these young people who who need more than, you know, if they, they didn't grow up like I did. Yeah, I grew yeah, up, yeah. you come to church, you read the Bible, you do what it says. Uh -huh, like, well, uh -huh. how hard is it? 
but that's not how they grew up from. Right, so, right. you know, building that trust with them really became evident. And then I learned how to have a relationship with these young people mm. that uh, that now I'm getting to do their weddings. You know, it's that's, just really exciting. It's like full circle, yeah. man. That, yeah, yeah. that is crazy. But, um, and then we t- let's talk about uh, young people, man. Um, you know, there's been a big shift in how young people operate yep. and mindset and different things, music, all these different things like that. And sometimes you have, and we talk about it a, a lot, me and my wife talk about it, sometimes you have a generational gap mm-hmm. which causes a lot of friction yeah. between those two because we're screaming this and they're yeah. screaming that instead of like you saying building that relationship with each other because we need each other right because you guys went through something that we never had but here we are in this uh social media digital yeah. age and mm-hmm. they like i don't understand this yeah. stuff like, right what does that mean right there can you you know i get <laughs> i get phone calls from my parents or you know hey how do you do this mom i don't know what yeah. you do. i got an iphone okay uh you see that when you do that that means this and that and they're like so confused yeah. but when it comes to ministry how was let let's talk about how uh what kind of friction that you encountered as far as that now maybe yeah. not just with you personally but maybe with you know younger people and older people in those different gaps right you know i think especially you know triumph just has a great culture of yes they do this older generation that cares about the younger mm, generation yeah, that yeah. wants to see them succeed that sets them up that wants to let them lead mm-hmm. and let them serve um you know because i, th- I believe a lot of the gap like it, it does create a friction, but I think it's a false friction. I think yeah, it's a it it's is. a it's a manipulated friction that mm-hmm. the enemy causes because in reality, any you know my age, I can look back at these young people that I might even now get a, more upset with and think I was the exact same way. Yeah, I was, you know they might be saying it on Twitter, but I was saying it right, out loud. right, right. Before social <laughs> you know media, yeah, 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 yeah. It was it's the same issues, it's the same struggles. It's just brought to the it's forefront. It's just brought, brought yeah. to the forefront. But exposure's good. Yeah. Exposure is a good thing. Brings dialogue. Yeah, and Let's so um, yeah, so so when you know when you know the Bible said everything kept in secret will be brought to yeah. light, you know, and so even with now everything we see going on in the country and, and different things like that, man, God's just exposing stuff. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. hey, this is what it is, and it's not this side and that side. This is where the enemy yeah. is. This is where I am. Exactly. You know where you say. Um, Trust in the, in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That word acknowledge, what's it saying? It's saying, say what is God and what is not. Acknowledge it. Yep. That's God, that's not. No that's God, coming. that's not. Ain't no in-between, ain't no lukewarm. And what does it say right after that? He'll make your path straight. Why? Because it's easy. Yeah. If you can acknowledge what's God and what's not, yep. follow the one that's God and your path straight. So, with with talking about, uh, and I want to jump back to the, uh, the, the, uh, the youth in just mm-hmm. a minute. But let's segue into fatherhood. Yeah. And how uh, some, you know, and you've encountered some young people who, like you said, they don't, ha- they didn't have that upbringing oh, of yeah. being raised in a Christian home. So a lot of this stuff is really hard for them. They don't, they don't really grasp the concept yeah. of that God really loves them. How, how somebody that I don't see up there, some of wherever he is, mm-hmm. loves me right. and cares for me. But man, I be doing this and I be doing that. You know, yeah. it's like how is that a concept? And then even further compounded by the fact that they don't even have fathers in their home to begin with. There it is. So how do I relate to this heavenly father that you're saying? loves me cares about me i don't even know my dad i don't know my dad yeah you know and it's increasing increasing you know all the all the 
fatherless home statistics are tripling. Crazy, man. You know, in every in every race, in every demographic, mm -hmm. yeah, fatherless yeah. homes are have literally tripled within the past, you know, 40 years. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I run an internship at the church, and in our well, our first year, I think out of five interns, I had one that had a father in the home. And it's just crazy. So for me, it was another one of those things that was hard for me to understand at first because I have a father. Right. I have a very present father. I have mm -hmm. a caring father, yeah. a, 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 a godly father. I have a, a you know a father who who loves God, who mm -hmm. who seeks mm -hmm. after those things, who taught me the Bible, who prayed with me at right. night. Right. And so it was hard for me to understand the gap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then so God really used me, I think, in a lot of ways to fill that gap yeah 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 um and it's funny because i have a lot of a lot of guys now and they'll call me they call me dad, dad. hey dad what's this dad what's yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh but what the cool thing is is getting when they feel that comfort with me and they feel that safety with me getting to translate that into them yes. going to god like it's not don't let me be your middleman right you know i'm not standing in the gap right jesus stood right. in the gap exactly um but they need to see that and recognize what the yeah, relationship yeah. is. So it's important for older, especially older men in the church, to take an interest in the young yeah. people. Let them see what it is for godly men to be an example, to pray with them, to show mm -hmm. up to their things, you know, and be there for them. Yeah, because, you know, I you know, I was just <clears throat> chilling, man, spending time with God, and he just dropped this this big bomb on me. He was like, and, and it said like this. He's like, if you as a leader do not prepare for the future, you'll always live in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like you're saying, pouring into these, these might be the next pastors. Oh, yeah. These might be uh, the next uh, evangelists yeah. or overseas. No, they're the church of today. Yes. I think that's the biggest, yeah, the biggest yeah, mistake yeah. we tell these young people of is, the future. you're nope. the church of tomorrow. No, nope. you're the church right now. Right Jesus now. picked a bunch of teenage yep. boys to do ministry yep. with. You yep. know, we look, Peter was probably the oldest at about 21. Mm -hmm. You know, these were a bunch of young, scrappy, teenage, yep. rough kids. And he basically said, I can use that. I can use They're that. available. Yep. They're passionate.